This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Spinner. Welcome to Notebook, your guide to art, culture and tourism here in Tokyo and throughout Japan. I'm Stuart Monroe, and around this time each Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'll bring a selection of local news and views. On today's episode, we spend a night at the opera. But first, snow. With the wind and cold weather beginning to beat at the door of Notebook HQ, the country's meteorological agency is calling on people to brace themselves for heavy snow and a big drop in temperatures along the Sea of Japan and eastern Tohoku coast this week, as a major low-pressure weather system envelops the country. The developing low-pressure system will move down from the Coral Islands north of Hokkaido and then towards eastern Japan, bringing with it the coldest weather so far this winter. Temperatures may also drop below freezing in Tokyo, Osaka, Hiroshima, Kochi and Fukuoka, while snowfall projected along the Sea of Japan is expected to be anywhere between 70 to 100 centimetres deep. Up to 80 centimetres along the east coast, 70 centimetres in Tokyo, 60 to the west and anywhere between 10 to 50 centimetres in and around the islands of Shikoku and Kyushu. And as if the snow was not enough, fierce winds are also expected to hit the western Okinawa regions at almost 83 kilometres per hour, with winds passing through Kyushu expected to reach 72. Away from the winter wind, towards the hot air of government, some members of Prime Minister Kishida's own party are saying he should dissolve the lower house, a branch of government within the national diet, and call a general election following his demand to raise the national defence budget to 43 trillion yen, or 333 billion US dollars, with taxes over five years being a primary source of income. A survey conducted last weekend found 68% of those asked opposed more taxes, compared with just 22% who were in favour of them. An even higher proportion, 72% believed Kishida should also seek a public mandate. That's way more than the 18% who thought he shouldn't. Even then, half the current cabinet are said to believe an election would be the right course of action. A poll even asked about skyrocketing consumer prices had they affected daily life. 71% said yes, with 16% saying no. And although phrased differently, a similar survey last June revealed the cost of living had definitely worsened in the past seven months, with 5% more people agreeing that things were definitely more expensive. Kashida's call at the beginning of the year for businesses to raise their wages was also met with indifference, but his plan for childcare to combat the country's declining birth rate is leading some to think that any tax hike is almost guaranteed to happen. Only 31% of those asked expected it to make any difference though. The number of births last year is said to have fallen below 800,000 for the first time since 1899. We move to Ueno Park now and Daniel Kramer's modern take on Turando, the final opera by Puccini, which comes to Tokyo next month with sets designed by the Japanese collective Team Lab. 
The opera places the almost 100-year-old story very firmly in the present, but despite its age, Turandot almost never was. Puccini died in 1924, and it was his collaborator Franco Alfano who completed the opera. It finally premiered in 1926 at Milan's La Scala, but it took until 2002 before the opera was considered complete, revivified by the great Italian composer Luciano Berio a year before his own death. Inspired by the obvious violence of the original, Kramer's version set within a game-inspired landscape of police surveillance and street battles, where a group of eligible bachelors try and survive a mechanical theme park. Puccini was openly ignorant of the opera's original setting in Imperial China, a country he had never visited, and early versions were filled with the kind of racial stereotypes that continued appearing in later versions, almost handed down from director to director. Kramer now recites the original within the wider scope of popular culture, its original depiction of class structure, now shown in the style of a dystopian game show interrupted by the digital backdrop by TeamLab. Kramer's version made its debut last June in Switzerland, and next month it will move to the Tokyo Bunkukaikan from February the 23rd to the 26th. And while that June event was streamed in Europe via OperaVision, a freeview opera streaming platform, the Tokyo event will be taking place before an audience, with tickets available online, as well as from the Kaikan box office in Oweno Park. That's it for this episode of Notebook. Be sure to check in on Friday, January the 27th. If you enjoyed this or any of the episodes throughout 2022 or 2023, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or spread the word online. You can also email the Notebook team, notebook.podcast at gmail.com with thoughts for future episodes. Until next time though, thanks for listening. This has been Notebook.